This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. You are now about to witness the strength of the HeadGum Podcast. I'm coming straight out of head gum. Two crazy Jews filled with odd but cum. And Miss Mart and my boy Jake, not too dumb. When I'm confused, they'll be amused. Ask a question and your answer all approved. Jake and Amir, if you wanna fuck with me, the Game Boy is gonna have to come and get me off your ass. But please change the khaki. If I were you, the answer's gonna be wacky. Questions start to tumble. Jake isn't humble. No STD, so the girls won't fumble. Send a stupid question, Jake will call you dumb. Don't get excited or you might lose your cum. So give it up, please. With Jake and me, you always gotta seize the cheese. Here's a little question about my girlfriend cheating. Or how often should I give my dick a beating? If I were you at gmail.com. Chit it in LA, that's where you gotta get it on. Some questions asked if I should smoke the reefer. And you'll answer that with your main voice, Frida. I'm standing here dickless for Michael Chickless. The only podcast where nothing's off limits like... With Ben Shorts and my boy Murphy So when I'm in the neighborhood You better duck Cause Jake and Amir are crazy as fuck You do you, that's what you gotta do So welcome to the show If I were you Whoa Epic That was hype That was absolutely hype I have a feeling that I'll be really um on fleek this episode due to the uh the hip-hop nature of that i might be i might be dabbing in a moment (laughs) for it yeah let's see it you are yo (laughs) are you okay yo your shoulder looks pretty bruised from that (laughs) (laughs) i elbowed myself in the eye and i have a sty uh that was called straight out of head gum and this man, Nick Carter, a.k.a. Busty, wants us to follow his SoundCloud at Busty Hip Hop. Nick Carter? Yeah, Nick Carter. Of That's How I Beat Shaq fame? <laughs> that's a really obscure reference, but yeah, that Nick Carter. I took it to the... Isn't that like Aaron slam. Carter? Huh? <laughs> Isn't that Aaron Carter? Oh yeah, that is Aaron Carter. Nick Carter is the Backstreet Boy. Yeah. The more known Carter. Yeah, it's weird that you knew enough about That's How I Beat Shaq, but still didn't know Nick versus Aaron Carter. I'm feeling a bit slow on the day. What what day is that? On the day is today, <laughs> in the moment. Of now. Of now, the second. And tomorrow you leave. Tomorrow I leave, I go to New York friggin' city, baby. Tomorrow you'll be gone. When's your flight? I just looked, actually. <laughs> 4 a.m. 25. <laughs> In the morning. The goat time. That is peak traffic at LAX. We are leaving at 7.48. The traffic will absolutely be brutal. That is a fact. But... I get I but it's nice to not have to wake up at like four fifty. Yeah. You know? When are Sometimes you waking I get, up? I get that like seven AM or Yeah, when are you, when are you waking up for a nine AM or uh, I'm gonna wake up at six because I'm gonna go on a run tomorrow before the flight. That's really? how fucking fit and healthy and happy I am. Six AM run. Six AM run. What are you trying to squeeze in? Some extra lost calories? Uh I'm just trying to stay on my workout reg that I have designed. In order to Get ripped as fuck for my wedding. 
because the photos for photos are just like it just it doesn't matter it's really. just nice to have a goal for shit got it so I after the have, wedding i always have like some sort of like three months from now goal yeah. to get ripped for it's that not like I you're stay wearing ripped year round right but like if anything your wedding is the the least thing you have to be ripped for because you have to wear a tuxedo and then like a jacket on top of that that's true but being ripped is less about like how i look and more about how i feel oh i see like so you want to be like happy on your wedding day where it's like if you were a little like overweight you would just be like a sad little pumpkin man trying to get wedded and then like sort I, of no, passing off that, the brings it back to like how you look and that's not what it's about for me okay it's yeah. about it's about feeling <laughs> light and light and easy like easy to move around and and you don't feel like your ass is gonna fall off or something you know like when you're hung you don't want to be hung over on your wedding yeah yeah exactly except although the night before is kind of like a mini celebration usually well i think i probably won't party too much I, from what I've heard, it, you, pretty much nobody gets that drunk on their wedding because you're doing a lot of other shit. Oh, walking around, talking, Schmoozing, checking in, taking photos. But then everyone wants like a shot. Let me get you a shot with a with the new groom. Let's take a fucking shot and dance. I don't think I've. I mean, I've definitely taken lots of shots at the wedding, but it's n- almost never ever been with the bride or the groom. It's like everyone else partying, and you're at the epicenter. You're the eye of the hurricane. I imagine it's like it's similar to just throwing a party, and every time I throw a party i tend to get less drunk <laughs> yeah you don't throw up arty yeah <laughs> nice you throw a party you're you not invited to my wedding by the way i wanted to mention that and um, i wanted to wait till we were we're recording i was gonna say to maybe catch don't your tell live me. reaction <laughs> um yeah it's upset it's disappointed i'm shocked i can't believe that you sent me a the invitation is rescinded <laughs> That's yeah, right. I was going to say you sent me an invitation. That's you right. asked if I, I would RSVP. And I also got your RSVP, and I appreciate your prompt <laughs> response. And your girlfriend is still invited. Your parents are still invited. They're not going to go if I'm not invited. No I way. already talked to your parents, and I let, I let them know. And they how do they take the information? Were they like, no way, I'm not it going didn't phase them. It didn't phase them. <laughs> they I had even a text a... to Avital. Yeah. And... Yeah, Avital is fine with it, too. She would love to be there. I see it says she, that. Uh, yeah, she's like, I'll be there. And then she changed the subject. <laughs> to what? <laughs> like, she, what else is there to talk about after hearing such a bombshell of a news update from that? Uh, she's talking to me about the the Poland soccer match tomorrow, which is funny because it doesn't even matter. <laughs> she doesn't usually watch football, yeah. I don't think. <laughs> she doesn't even watch it. And yeah. they're already eliminated. It's, so incons- <laughs> it's inconsequential. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny that she would It hurts to hear, why am I not invited thing? to your wedding anymore? <laughs> <laughs> don't laugh if you're hurt right? <laughs> you're laughing i'm laughing because it's funny to me <laughs> you're crying now i'm crying because i'm sad of it <laughs> i would still have to attend if i show up you're not gonna kick me out i would i would kick you out <laughs> not personally you wouldn't be like oh i'll show up and they won't want to make a scene. Yeah. But I'm actually sort of hoping you show up. Because I will make an example out of you. <laughs> like, in a way that, like, is embarrassing to me or, like, kind of, like, in a painful I'll have way. all of my groomsmen hold you back as I punch I you. used to be one of them. <laughs> I was one of them until that happened. Until you just changed your mind seemingly randomly. Tell you what. You can come. Awesome. But... Oh, Actually, shit. Should we ask the audience uh, what about your uh, suit conundrum for this oh, coming week? Okay. Well, it's not for your wedding. Yeah. But it's for a wedding. Uh, I keep seeing people, specifically NBA athletes, wearing suits, but the pants are shorts. A, Seems shorts, very, yeah. a shorts suit. Yeah. With it, a long jacket. To me, it's kind of the modern Short evolution. Suit and a long, long jacket. jacket. For me, it's like a modern evolution of a suit like i'm starting to see a lot of short sleeve dress shirts and i'm like oh i i i bought one of those that's really right. comfortable Cropping because it's warm out in. yeah now it's like okay they're wearing they're wearing suit shorts these athletes and you know they're at the forefront of fashion and they deserve to be so slowly but surely it's trickling down to people uh of my athletic ability who just look up to the people who make the fashion choices that's right and i'm seeing these suits and these shorts i'm like that's a great one, just practically, because it's very, very hot during wedding season. It's the summer. A lot of them are on the East Coast. It's humid. One of the hottest weddings I ever went to was right outside of D.C. 
it was like 102 degrees, super humid. Everyone's wearing a fucking thick yeah. suit. My sister's wedding layers. was in North Carolina. I don't think it was 102, but it was humid as fuck. It's not practical. Suit. It's not practical. Yeah. So I'm seeing these suit shorts. I'm like, what if that's a cool way to subvert the heat and wearing something that's a little fashion forward? So I float the idea to a few friends and family, and I've met, I've been met with great rejection so far. Almost resounding. Yeah. Scorn. Yeah, you and a couple other people have uh, likened it to a romp hymn where it's just like, what are you wearing? You're just like trying to make this day about you. This is just like a silly, weird, silly, stupid thing. I'd like to go on record saying I did liken it to a romp hymn, but I also encourage you to wear it. But would you encourage me to wear a romp hymn? I don't think it would be formal enough for the occasion. And I've seen you in a romp hymn. Yeah. And it looked good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it felt good. Did you like the way it felt? I just didn't like getting looks, and that's what I'm worried about. Because so now I'm leaning towards maybe if since it's a wedding and it's someone else's day, one, I don't want to like take the attention off of them, and two, what if somebody else shows up in suit shorts and we fucking make eye contact with each other? I remember having a mustache and I couldn't even look at another mustachioed man in the eyes. Yeah, I just feel like an unoriginal doof. I remember. In uh, at my high school prom, I wore a white tuxedo <laughs> with a cane uh-huh. and a hat. Uh huh. And my friend, dumb like, and dumber style. Yeah, my friend had a like a black tuxedo, but he had the cane and the hat. <laughs> and my other friend had a pinstripe p- tuxedo with the cane and the hat. Yeah, I thought it was like going to be the coolest thing, and I was yeah. like, everyone's going to think this is hilarious, right? And then I got there, and there was one other kid. <laughs> Like also somebody who was like thought of himself as the class clown. That's right. Wearing a white tuxedo. Suit. And, I, and I was just like And the I, hat? I was like he wasn't I don't think he was wearing a hat, but his No tux cane? Was, no cane. But his tux was white. And I remember being like, I am so unoriginal. Like I thought of the same joke as Rick. <laughs> And Rick's a loser to me. And like I made fun of fucking Rick. And there he is. Um but back to you. I think that the the more valid fear is definitely showing up and having somebody else be wearing a shorts suit. I yeah. think that no matter how much flair you have, you're not going to take the shine off of Sarah or Mike. It's like still their day. Yeah, but I still I don't want to like walk around and like I don't want people to stare at me, start a conversation with me. Every like, every you conversation you have will be about your short suit. That's right. Absolutely true. Yeah. It's almost like I want to wear it, but I don't want people to notice. But then that's exactly you what it's going to You would just rather it as. was like, the, if you would rather it's the fashion of the day. Exactly. And I want it to be the fashion of the day on the day. It will never day. happen unless you have the gumption, have the courage, the gall, the attitude, the foresight, and the hindsight. <laughs> I think I have the hindsight. I think what I'm going to do is wait for a summer soiree that's not a wedding. Like, then you can see me pulling it off, because that's fine if it's just this, like, premiere show or, like, a fun little party yeah. that we're happening to have. If we ha- if we do a uh, screening for Lonely and Horny, would you wear a short suit? That's an example of something that I can wear a short suit for. Because then it's, like, sort of my thing, so I can do the stupid thing. And then it's like, I'm not really taking it away from anybody because yeah. if anything, I'm detracting from the own thing that we made. Right. And would you allow me to wear a short suit? I've, I will always encourage it. I think, <laughs> I think you have the gams for it. I really do. <laughs> the, the quads and the calves. Yeah. And then there's a question about how high and, and low the shorts should be. Right. I, I mean, the, sh- the, the shorts, they should be seven to nine inches seem <laughs> on the shorts yeah well we, we can tackle that issue when we get there and i'm also have, i'm gonna have to sacrifice a suit i'm not buying a new suit i'm converting one of my suits into a short suit yeah i'm gonna go in there and say take off the bottom half of these pants and the tailor will be like what the fuck are you talking about anyway weigh in on twitter let me know what i should do this is if i were you the only advice podcast on the web hosted by i amir and you jake the game boy <gasps> Oh, he's back. Oh, after all these years? Did someone say game? No. I did. <laughs> yeah, so you can't. I'm a, the game boy. You're like a genie who rubbed the lamp from the inside. Oh. No, no. You have to wait until someone I was says, masturbating on the inside of the lamp. <laughs> oh. You're not even from a lamp. You just show up. I see your Nissan Cube outside. Was that your Uber? Or you drive The license Lyft? plate says lamp. <laughs> <laughs> oh! And there was dice in the mirror. That's right. We didn't quite have time to find questions for this. 
episode yet, so we're going to be playing the good old-fashioned game with a good old-fashioned Game Boy. Oh! The way it works is we search our Gmail, over 10,000 emails now, for an unread question, and we do so by searching a specific word that we're hoping only yields one result. Game Boy, do you have that hole in one? Coma. C-O-M-A. Coma. Coma. Pretty good. There are ten results. Not bad. Three of them unread. Woo. Uh, at a quick glance, let's see which one is the best. <laughs> There's one called Owl Carcass, so maybe we should answer that one. Nice. What are the What are the other subjects? Um. There's Owl Carcass, there's Needs Help, there's Scary Lawyer, there's <laughs> Follow-Up Pup Owl Carcass. Ooh, we gotta go Owl Carcass. Uh, yeah. I was gonna search Owl Carcass, I feel so bad. Damn. That would've definitely won the game. Well, it would've got two results, actually. Um, Alright, so let's call this guy, I don't know, what's a famous owl? Um, what's the owl from Winnie the Pooh? Hooters. No, okay, sure, that one works. Hooters writes... You may remember me. I'm a lad from Scotland with a large conundrum. So, wait a minute. <laughs> this is a follow-up. Oh, I read the follow-up up. All right, let me read, let me read the original. Got it. Uh, <laughs> uh, God, I almost blew it right there. Hold on. Wait for it. Take your time. I'm Are, looking up Winnie the... Oh, his name is just Owl. Huh? The owl in Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> well, that's pretty there's, unoriginal. There's Winnie, Eeyore, there's Piglet. Winnie the Bear. Tigger, Roo, Christopher Robin, Rabbit. So Tiger's name Gopher. was Tigger, and then Owl's name was Owl. The kangaroo's names were Kanga and Roo. <laughs> they really P- ran the, out of time. The pig was Piglet. I mean, the only one with an original name is Eeyore. What about Winnie? Yeah. <laughs> but his nickname was Pooh Bear. Oh, well, that's true. Christopher uh, Robin's pretty original. Yeah, that one's good. Is Winnie the Pooh even good? All right, we won't even have to discuss this now. Hello, fine fellows. I'm a 16-year-old going on 17 in high school, as you snazzy Americans like to call it. I have a teacher who has a massive obsession with cats. I, quite frankly, am sick of her shit. She'd rather write a book about cats than bother teaching us. She even wears a cat, dresses, and blows catnip bubbles in class. Would you two studs approve of me teaching this quine a lesson by covering the classroom walls in pictures of dead cats? I believe this method may teach her not to be such a goon and leave the room. That's the question? <laughs> Where does owl carcass come in? P.S. <clears throat> I've come back from a two-month holiday in New Zealand to find a dead owl carcass on my bedroom floor. I have not attempted to move it, as it has created a pungent stench, the ought uh, the my house, throughout my house. Throughout. My friends and I think I should get a taxidermist to display in my living room. Is it morally right to stuff a dead animal? Follow-up pup. About the owl, I took your advice. We never said anything. and delivered my owl to the local taxidermist. The only problem is the owl wasn't dead. Yeah, the little bitch was in a coma the whole time. Coma. So this guy is either trolling us or just rapid firing going through a lot of questions related to cats, owl carcass eye, and comas. I th- well, I mean, the owl carcass thing clearly seems like a weird bit that he did. That's definitely a lot. Unrelated. But I think the first part of the question is kind of real because he seems like the kind of dude who would plaster a, ca- <laughs> a classroom with dead cat photos. Yeah, you were a, cl- a, cl- a class clown, were you not? Yes, but I was more of like an advanced class clown. That's why I was so upset when Rick made the same joke as me. I was I would do it for the teachers. I oh. try to make the teachers laugh. So you were you were a, although is that what just every class clown thinks? Like no, I, my teachers are loving me. They don't dislike no, me. No, I, I mean I think some kids are like, oh, I'm a little dickling to the teachers, and that's like fun for me. I see. And my friends and. I, I, I really did try to uh, elevate the comedy and do well. <laughs> Can you remember a class clown moment of yourself? Um, 
I, I not like not verbatim, but I remember a sophomore year of high school. Oh wait, I can remember too. I remember one where I like ran for president on a whim, but it was like just of a class. It wasn't like the school, but everybody gave a speech and I like improvised a speech and everybody laughed a lot. Okay, so you ran, you basically said, I don't have a fucking platform or whatever. I'm going to make up jokes for my speech. Yeah, I admit, that was like the first time I ever like stood in front of anybody and did jokes. But what then, time what what grade was that? That was 10th grade. To be 11th grade plus president. Uh, to be, I think it was like the beginning of that year. Got it. Did you win? Um, no. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Wait, I might, I don't, it wasn't like the full, it was like literally president of our history class. Okay. Really, so, really small like stakes the, yeah, election. It was, I might've won. I don't remember. Got it. Uh, the other one was, is lamer. We were doing this like ropes course, like, you know, those, uh, did you ever have one of those in your high school, like a ropes course instead of like your gym class was sort of like outdoor activity thing? Got it. Yeah. So we had like a ropes course and a climbing wall <laughs> and I showed up dressed as uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> and I did the climbing wall as, as Spider-Man. So how old were you there? Uh, that was also sophomore year. And I that's I, premeditated. You had to have known that you were going to do the ropes course? I Yeah, like I brought it in for that class. So you were like, we're doing ropes course tomorrow. I'm going to buy a Spider-Man outfit. I think I already had a Spider-Man outfit because I had been Spider-Man for Halloween. Halloween, yeah. But yeah, I the thing, I remember being there and like people t- from the yearbook taking photos of it. <laughs> oh, because they loved it. Yeah. Because you were like Spider-Man sort of struggling up a rope. It absolutely crushed <laughs> And when you... But I don't... Like, looking back, I'm embarrassed that I did it. And when you're getting dressed, is it in the locker room or are you showing up to school This is the Spider-Man? part that I don't remember. Like, I can't remember... Taking your jeans Like, off. Putting, putting the Spider-Man costume in a backpack. Yeah. Like, putting it on. Like, it in the locker room. Like, yeah, walking through the halls <laughs> at some point at, to get to gym as Would Spider-Man. you have gotten in trouble for that? No, I think the te- like the teacher also loved it. Oh, it was like a fun thing. Yeah, Jake was a Spider Man that day. Yeah, can you remember? Are you you like made videos at school? Yeah, I was a very clowny class man, but I was also a good student. So, like you said, like the teachers didn't necessarily dislike me. Although one time, I remember in eighth grade, um, one of my friends wasn't paying attention. And then our English teacher asked him a question, and he's like, oh, sorry, I'm not really sure. And then I remember chiming in and saying, think, boy, think. And people laughed, and he kicked me out of the class because I, like, had created a funny situation. And then he kicked my friend out, and I was like, don't kick my friend out. Like, he didn't do anything. This wasn't, like, some sort of alley-oop to me. Like, he actually didn't know what he was talking about. I said, think, boy, think. You don't have to kick us both out. I'll leave the class which is a weird punishment anyway, because that's the best thing to happen to a kid. Right. It's like, you know what? You think you're so funny? Why don't you not go to school today, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Wise Ass? Uh, that's okay. right. We're not going to, you're not going to know what themes were in Mice and Men. <laughs> <laughs> like, I already have the spark notes. <laughs> is that, but like, what is that a joke on? Think, boy, think. I don't even know. It's just a weird sentence that you said. Yeah, I was just trying to be like a, a salty dad sort of making fun of his son or something like that. Why did he, why would he kick the kid who didn't know the answer out? I don't know. And then at the same time, I think about being an eighth grade English teacher and maybe it's so traumatic that like any, any time where everyone, all the kids are laughing, whether it's at you or not, you just sort of snap. Yeah. And what a cool way to gain control again by kicking someone out for not doing anything wrong, making also, an example. I also remember a sophomore year, this keeps on coming back, but uh, my teacher, my English teacher said that he was going to be out the next day. We were going to have a sub and I like woohooed really loud. And then he was like, I'm going to a funeral for a friend. And I still don't even know if that was even true or if he was just trying to be an asshole. He was just trying to make you feel sad. Yeah. Like, I, that's in the moment, I felt so bad. And like reliving it in my head, I swear to God, he like had a doctor's appointment. <laughs> and he, like, he just like saw this in to humiliate me. You should go back and ask him. It's too late now. Yeah. Do you know remember. who the teacher is? Yeah, but I, I don't know what his first name is. I wish there was a, a poll at the end of the year to see who's. Every, every teacher's favorite student. I feel like 
I would have I would have ranked in the top five for sure. Or maybe that's just how I remember high school that I was a funny guy and everybody loved me and I was actually in the bottom five. Yeah, I I like after college like. I think it was that it was less than five years after I had graduated high school, but like one of my favorite teachers who had walked me down the aisle at graduation. We had a small <laughs> at my class. wedding. We had a small <laughs> enough class that like every student walked with a the teacher. There was only like fifty kids that graduated, and then and at the end you would kiss them, right? Yeah, you get you, your diploma, and you they dip you, yeah. kiss you, and you toss your hat, yeah. <laughs> and you go back behind. You, stage. They roll up the dis- the diploma, and you guys each stick your dicks in like some sort of Chinese finger trap. You put your hat, hats back on and you walk off the stage. Which is why I was even more insulting when he didn't remember me. <laughs> Wait, that, he, how did that come up? Oh, you, you met him a few years later. A few years later, I like saw him, I like saw him in downtown New Haven and I said hello and he didn't remember who I was. <laughs> You're like, it's me, Jake Hurwitz. I'm your favorite student. He walked me down the aisle, was it? Uh, yeah, I got nothing. Yeah. It's weird to think that most of our high school teachers were probably our age and younger. Totally. Yeah. In their... I assume they're all 58, but they could have been a 29-year-old history teacher. That'd be a fun little game if you could just, like, find out, like, oh, yeah, your third grade teacher was 24. Yeah. No way. I think I had a history teacher who was, like, 23. Man. And that's... I look at a 23-year-old, and they are young. Yeah. Oh, my God. So young. That's insane. (laughs) What What did that guy have... To teach me about European history, it, it is kind of cool. like you could go back and like see your sixth grade teacher, and like he would look ten years older than you. Oh, that's like, funny. Yeah, he was twenty two and I was twelve, and now he's just this forty five year old guy. Yeah, looks great, <laughs> Mr. Bassin. You're jacked, <laughs> good man. <laughs> I guess I could just do some Facebook research. Um, all right, let's take a break. We didn't Thank- give this guy any advice, but obviously, don't hang the photos. <laughs> oh yeah, don't harass your teacher. Asshole. I guess. Uh, We'll be back after this. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, From grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little a person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional-looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. um no they do have a lot more than that it's uh it's a it's they have 24 7 award-winning customer support they have very simple drag and drop technology you can code you can design Mm -hmm. a professional looking website without knowing much about how the internet works you can sell you can launch and sell product from squarespace that's right you can even purchase a domain name through squarespace for example jake what can people purchase boneheader.com boneheader it's like interesting. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you're a boneheaded person, but you're doing a boneheader of a move. You know what I mean? What about fitnessnah.com? So it's sort of like a relaxation technique mm-hmm. slash way to say damn the man with regards yeah. to fitness. It's a movement about not going to the gym. 
Fitness. It's nah. a it's an anti movement, really. Oh, it's that's a non movement movement. Is anti movement yeah. one? Anti movement. Uh, I'll like have it to be. check it out later. Actually, let me look right now. Anti movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. But so it's more fitness of a fitnessnah.com. Nah. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a yeah. fitness nah thing. Yeah. Uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough Mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. Messages. Thank you to Helix for sponsoring this episode of our show. There's nobody on the planet like you. So why would you buy a mattress built for everyone else? Lord knows, man. You use Helix now. I have been loving my Helix. I actually uh, got rid of my other mattress <gasps> this morning. I uh, popped it in the truck, dropped and- it off on some unfortunate bystanders. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I bed. saw I saw two people oh, no, squashed I gave, I, under. I gave it away to somebody who wanted a softer mattress, but that ain't me. That's really nice. That ain't me. Did you fill out their two-minute sleep quiz and so that they could design a custom mattress right for you and even customize each side for you and your partner me and my partner both did wow and so you guys are sleeping on the same mattress but feeling a different firm level i'm firmer she's medium soft there's a there's thousands of five-star reviews so don't just trust us you'll know that many many people have already been through it before tried it and loved it so what do you do you go to helixsleep.com slash if i were you right now and you'll get a hunch up to 125 dollars off Woo. Your mattress order. That's a lot of money off. That's helixsleep.com slash if I were you for up to $125 off your mattress order. Helix is H-E-L-I-X sleep.com slash if I were you. Yeah. Thanks, Helix. And we're back. Hey, Jake, do you have any? Oh, it's a little I got a game that done changed the game, and it's going to change your life. Did the Game Boy teach you about this game, or is this an unrelated game? Oh, (laughs) it's an unrelated game that uh, I think Carnell introduced me to a few years ago. Oh. And uh, I had never played it before. I don't know if he had played, like, growing up or something, but... He, we went on a trip, and he brought Pass the Pigs. Yes, we played it on your bachelor party. And yes, and in my bachelor party, he also brought Pass the Pigs. And the last night in Reykjavik, we didn't even make it to the club <laughs> because we sat in like an upstairs booth at a bar for, I mean, hours playing <laughs> Pass. We played a game that night at 5 a.m. before we went to bed. <laughs> right. It's kind of like a, a cute kitty version of Craps but so much more enjoyable for whatever reason when it's like grown adult men playing it. So if people know Past the Pigs, then you already know how great of a game it is. And for people who don't know Past the Pigs, why don't we explain it? Uh, you basically toss two little rubber pigs as dice, and depending on how they land, you get a certain amount of points. So there's one pig with, or both pigs have a dot on one side of their bellies. Yeah. And so there's a couple permutations. But <laughs> yeah. like, if both of the pigs... Uh, land on the side of uh, where the dot is showing uh, or if they land on the side where it's blank that's one point and if you if the pig lands on uh, one dot and one blank that's called pigging out you get zero points and your turn is over (laughs) 28 minutes of you explaining the rules there are some other things that can happen like the pig being on its back the pig being on its feet the pig be like in combos that are worth five uh, sometimes if you get like two pigs on its feet, that's the double trotter. 20. Yeah, every every way it lands has a fun name. So you can get a razorback or a double snouter or a leaning double leaning jowler. The which leaning is jowler is rare. the goat. The leaning the double leaning is rare. jowler is the actual goat. But the leaning jowler is where the pig is on its snout and ear. <laughs> you guys don't get how fucking hard that is. Uh, and if what's it called when they're touching? Pig uh, pen? Bacon bacon. Bacon bacon. Yeah, or the or- oinker. 
Uh, it also could be hogtied. <laughs> That's pretty good too. Uh, that means you your turn is over and you go back to zero points. That's right. Um, so it sounds silly, but we assure you it's fun. I've posted it on my Instagram story to see if anyone out there plays, and not a lot of people do. But the people that do have very fond memories of playing as a yeah. child. And you're trying to get to a hundred. Try playing it as a drunken adult. It's a good bar game. It's a great bar game. And I'll give you, this is my unsolicited advice bonus, uh, which is the, the two things that count as one, the, the dots and the no dots. Yeah. Just make them count as zero, and it's a re-roll, because then you don't have to do as much math, because everything else is like <laughs> 5, 10, 15. That's an easy one. Yeah. But if you want to get rid of the ones, then you don't have to do math as hard. Just, get, just, just give it a re-roll. And when, you're, when you guys are playing and you're ready for a, a new wrinkle or two, we invented some rules that will really fucking blow your mind. Should we tell them or no? <laughs> it won't make sense unless you're It playing. won't make sense to anybody that's, that doesn't play it, but then like also maybe someone's going to play and come back and listen to this. That's true. Okay, so, so if, you've list- <laughs> if you've started playing and you love it and you've come back yeah. and listened, yeah. I'm here tell them about Hogwash. <laughs> <laughs> so if you pig out, which is the most likely outcome, according to Wikipedia, pig out happens 35% of the rolls, which is the equivalent of like rolling a seven in craps, so you lose your turn. However, if you want, you can roll again after a pig out if you yell hogwash. And hogwash, then if- uh, copyright Dave Rosenberg, who <laughs> came up with that. That's right. Hogwash, re-roll. If then you also get a pig out, another pig out, you're out. You you're lose out the, the game. game. But if you get a point, you get to bank those points, and you get to like continue your turn. Yeah, and wait, how many? Do you get only one hogwash a game? <laughs> no, you, I said you can get as many hogwashes as possible because you're risking your life. Yeah, your game life on it. There were, you know, some back and forth on the rules, but the 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 the, the unsolicited advice remains: pass the pigs. If we were smart, we'd put it on like uh, our Amazon account. Yeah, we really should have a. <laughs> Uh, past the pigs and a, um, uh, a a gum brush. What the fuck is that thing called? Water pick. Oh, yeah, water pick. We should just start a store, buy them and resell them. We but should f- put this in the HeadGum merch store. <laughs> we'll autograph the you pigs You can get ourselves. a Jake and Amir pillow and uh, past the, the pigs for it's some ch- reason. It's a cheap game because it's a simple game and it's an easy game and it's portable. You can bring it anywhere. And I bought mine on Amazon as soon as I got back to America for eight bucks. And I bought mine in Amsterdam and it's called Biggin. That's right, and you don't. It's not like uh, it's not like Catan or something where there's a lot of rules. It's really, really easy to get into. Uh, so check it out. Pass the pigs. Uh, all right, back to the questions and answers. I got a good one for you. Let's hear it. The word is mustard. Oh, <gasps> one, two, three, four. Not bad at all. Pretty, pretty close. Not bad. It's the leader in the clubhouse, but not the winner on the day. Um, on the day. Here we go. Yeah. Shit got weird. Uh, let's call this guy Colonel Mustard. Nice. To preface, I'm a student in uni with a part-time job. So here's where the story begins. I was at the bar with guys after work last night. We met up with my friend's neighbor. Let's call her Jess. Her friends and some nurses who we had previously met. Sounds fun so far. Yeah. Just friends you could and nurses. feel the energy. It's good. After last call, we all went back to the nurse's place and got really fucked up there. I spent half the night slow dancing and being a big old fucking tease to Jess. At the end of the night, my friend was trying to get me to go home with her, but I said no, because I had a lab at 8.30 the next morning. So my bud fucking drove me home at 4 in the morning. I was supposed to get up at 6 for the lab, but I ended up sleeping until 10.30. The problem is, if you miss a lab, you fail the class, so I needed a doctor's note. I filled up a glass with water and mustard and downed that shit, causing me to vomit out the beans I ate, whose sole purpose was to look disgusting on my way back up. I then headed to the doctor's and gave him a note by lying through my teeth. I guess the whole forcing myself to vomit wasn't really necessary. Of course not. (laughs) Side note, I ended up throwing up for real in the middle of class in a bus station garbage. So, now I have smiley face messages on my phone from Jess. I see Jess often enough at parties, but I don't really have an interest in her. Should I avoid her? Should I be friendly? Or should I just hit that twat making everything even more awkward? Thanks, guys. 
So this is a whole little story, and then it ends, ends up in a weird question. How impossibly dumb are you? <laughs> That's insane. To get a, need doctor's a doctor's note. note, you don't have to do anything except <laughs> ask the doctor for a note. You're Force paying yourself him cash. to puke. Yeah. And then he's like, you got to believe me that I puked. He's like, yeah, I would have believed you either way. Yeah, this isn't like staying home from school where you need to like show your mom how sick you are. <laughs> and then the fact that he puked up anyway later is really funny. Yeah, so, like you didn't even lie. You made yourself really sick. So why doesn't he want to hang out with Jess? I don't, I don't get that part. That I don't get either. But like if you don't like her, then stop being a big old tease to her. Yeah, you know what you should do? You should go up to her and say, you know what? I drank mustard the other day just to get a doctor's note. You still want to hang out with me now? No. Or am I a stupid person to you? <laughs> it's also, yeah, I, I guess like he's not interested in her, so he, it's good that he didn't go home with her. But like at 4 a.m. when you're trashed, like be, making a decision because you have a lab the next day, like you've already not given enough of a shit about the lab. <laughs> you might as well also get laid. Yeah. That's another thing. Like in college, how many times professors do you just like, show up in an 8 a.m. class and see a student that's so hungover or tired or shouldn't be there. Yeah. 8 a.m. classes. Did you have any, like, super early classes like that? I think, or, yeah, I think I had an 8 a.m. Like, my freshman year, I had a couple. That's such a bad idea. That's earlier than high school. I mean, I failed those classes so quickly. Because you didn't go. I didn't go. And, I like, you can miss a couple, right? And then you, but then it's like, oh, if you miss one more, you get an automatic fail. Yeah. And then I would just, and I was just like, okay, I'll try not to. And then I missed one. I was like, actually, this is a blessing in disguise. <laughs> I failed, so I never have to go again. That was your, that was your thinking. That's, and I guess I was as dumb as this kid. So respect, actually, now that I think about it. You'll get better. Uh, all right. Do you have a, do you have a word Muffins. Huh? Muffins. You got to use the Fs because I think people, I think muffin is in there. Yeah, muffins is 20. Fuck, that's so many. Um, trying to find one. Actually, it's searching muffin as well. Oh. Huh. How do you like that? Here's one. Is there only one? Muffins? Uh, there's one unread one. So this one is blind. I win. Hey, guys, love the podcast. Question about modeling. This one is more directed to Jake because, wow, can he model? I stumbled across this gem, and good gosh, it is a gem. Seriously, I'd pay double the price of this shirt if it came with a side of this stud muffin for 10 extra shirts. Anyway, Jake, how do you feel about the modeling industry? My girlfriend is considering getting into it. She's done a couple small shoots and uh, shoot, uh, before, and she's asked to do it full-time, but I'm pretty uncomfortable with the idea, and I don't think it's a super friendly work environment for her. What are your thoughts on it? And then it's a picture of you modeling this Amy Poehler Tina Fey shirt from Busted Tees. Oh, wow. 2016? That must have been in, like, 2013. I guess that's possible. Yeah, this is, like, five years ago or so. Or there was also a time at Busted Tees where they just had us model in blank shirts. Oh, and then they just slapped something on? Yeah, that, that could be. Any whom. Um, uh, as a model yourself, how do you feel about the modeling industry? You also modeled some Busted Tees. And I wouldn't say Busted <laughs> Tees is quite the modeling industry. You're saying they just got college humor writers to pose in t-shirts? It was mostly just me and Jeff. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't think... I guess it's weird that he the girlfriend is like asking him for his permission and he's debating is, is, not is really she even asking call. or is he like saying like, i don't know what i'm asking to do it full time and i'm conflicted <laughs> as the final say here <laughs> uh yeah do you have any thoughts about the modeling industry uh, my mother was a model <gasps> and is it as weird as it sounds i think in this set like i think she was a model in like the 70s so maybe a little bit then I wonder. I don't think it was like a healthy spot. I know about acting and stuff, and that also makes you kind of feel like a flesh prop from now, from time to time, as they tell you where to stand, how to look, and what to say. Yeah, but, but I, I wonder I, what modeling entails beyond just being attractive. I think like, what makes someone a good model? Being like photogenic. Yeah, but then is there anything beyond that, like physical? Like, is it, what's the talent behind modeling beyond just being photogenic? Well, I think when you're a model, you also have like generals and casting calls. So it's like, just like acting, if you have 10 people who can say all the words right in the tone that you like, you yeah. say you have 10 people who like 
can wear something the right way, but only one person like really made a positive impression on you when they walked in. Is it oh, like, like so off like, screen, off camera, yeah, like who's the most personable? Right. Who's got chemistry? Who's got a relationship with a brand? Who is able to like get a, build a relationship with the casting director? What about like the ability projects? to, when the photographer's like, give me this or emote this? Like, is there some acting to modeling where they're like, look fierce, look happy, look upset, look scared? Yeah. That like is, being like, able to do that? Or is it like, this is what my face looks at rest and that's what you get? I think I mean you see modeling uh, has a a wide range. It's like there are some photos where people look super happy when they're like in a bubblegum ad or something <laughs> or like an old navy ad. Right. And then there's like uh, people in a in a, a stock photo. Or not, well, stock photo could be happy. I guess that yeah, stock photo. Or but then you could see people in like one of those Swiss watch. Ad, a tag hewer ad. Yeah, and they, they just look, look smoldering sort of, on a boat. <laughs> yeah, they just sort of look constipated and concerned. Yeah, so I think there's a little bit of it. So I guess just like acting, there's good actors and bad actors. But yeah. like with a model, I feel like you can bypass some of it by just being really hot. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's just like with acting, you can bypass some of it. Like you could be on a soap opera if you're like, if you've got a super square jaw. Yeah, but is some, is, Bad acting is notice. Sorry, is bad modeling as noticeable as bad acting? Probably. There's some really awkward modeling shots, and I think that's not entirely on the model. That's like also on the photographer. Just like bad acting is like partly on the writer and the director. It right. takes a, but it's like it takes a whole lot of people to ruin someone's reputation. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's you in the photo. It's you on the screen. Yeah. I mean, this photo of you is just awkward. You look so nervous and stupid in it. I was ill that day. <laughs> That's right. I'm not even going to defend myself. <laughs> I was going to a friend's funeral, actually. <laughs> Woo! All right. Oh, now I woo too late. Uh, one last question. Let me search USB drive. Interesting. Very interesting. Oh, God. It's just a bunch of spam. Of course. Um, what's a thing that's not for sale? Um, foregone. Mm. Nothing. Forlorn. Forlorn. Forlorn Michaels. <gasps> There's two wow. Forlorns. That was an alley oop, brother. One was one has been read, one has never been read. That's okay. Never been read. Yeah. Um wow, and it actually it's from July seventh of last year, nearly the one year anniversary of this question. I love when we find these like kind of like magical seeming questions. Yeah. This guy, we'll call him Lorne Michaels. So I listened to this dope podcast by these two guys, and for the sake of anon anonymity, let's call them the Pinch and Schmuel. I live in London, and after they announced some shows here, my buddies were eager to go. However, upon finding out the price was £22 for just a one-hour show, I refused to pay so much and say that I wasn't going. I make some serious banks so the money wouldn't be an issue. And also my friends don't live in London, so they would have to find somewhere else to stay if I didn't go. My dilemma is this. Should I just buckle to peer pressure and go to the show, thus improving my popularity immensely, or stand by my decision, stay at home silent and forlorn in protest at the price of it, possibly missing out on an evening of a lifetime? Thanks, and love the show. So he was kind of insulting us. Yeah. I wonder, uh, what, he, what, I wonder what he ended up doing. I hope you stayed home. Huh? So he had the money. Money is no <laughs> issue. He just is offended by the price. Yeah, on principle. And I get that. Like, I'm pissed as hell, too. We don't set the price of the tickets. That's another, that's a truthism. Um, they have to price them high to pay for our flights and lodging to London. Yeah. But at the same time, we've never heard of people complaining that the prices were too high. Everyone seems to enjoy the show at the price point offered. So hopefully you went and it was an evening of your lifetime. And hopefully if you didn't go, your, your friends, friends still you. went and they hate you. And they told you how good it was, how great of a show it was. What's the most you've paid for entertainment? Ooh. Um, Concert or sporting event? It's movie? Vacation? Play? Well, vacation? The theater? Oh, I guess theater tickets cost like a, a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, but do you remember paying for those? Not. I mean, I know I did at some point. 
What about the prostitute lady from Amsterdam? Oh, I didn't know that counted. Yeah, because that's kind of entertainment. Yeah, but that was also Euros, so I don't really know what the conversion is. It was like 12, so it probably was less than a movie at the Arclight. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, so what's more expensive than that? Um, I, maybe I like, probably went to like a Dave Matthews concert. Those were pretty expensive back oh, in the day. That's awesome. I love DMB. Well, how did you buy tickets before StubHub? I think I always bought them on the internet. I, th- I think they were, uh, yeah, I always got them on the internet, Ticketmaster or something. There might have been a, fu- maybe there was a fucking number that you called though. Yeah. Don't you remember like having to go to like Tower Records to get like concert tickets? I remember seeing that in TV and stuff. But yeah, I think like you have to go to some place to buy, like the box office to buy tickets. Yeah. You had to like wait in line somewhere to get tickets for something. You That's never insane. did that. No, I think I always, <laughs> I think I, I called and then there was the internet. That's awesome. What, what's the most you ever spent? 521,600 minutes. That's right. I paid $8 to see rent. <laughs> 528,600 minutes. That's not the amount of time. I went to a Laker game for $400 once. That's a lot. How much? $400. Yeah, that is a lot. Uh, it was in Boston. I remember that. That was a good game. We you lost, were young. That must have been a lot of... That, like, that wasn't just a lot of money. That was probably like a large percentage of what you had in right. the world. Yeah, because when you're talking about just percentage of your net worth. We also paid close to 50 grand for Hamilton tickets, remember? When we got beat up. That's right. we ended up not having to be able to There go. was that time that we were in Australia. We were going to uh, Byron Beach or Byron Bay. Yeah. And then we found out it was going to be really rainy, so we took a flight to New Zealand instead. Yeah, that, that was, was a pretty expensive. That's it. That, I guess for that was just a vacation, but it was like... Just a last minute, yeah. uh, inter intercon not intercontinental, uh, intercountry, international, yeah. flight. We were mugged also once. Remember? That's not really for entertainment. But yeah, that was just for <laughs> that. Well, I guess that was for a bunch the, of youth stuck us up. It, it was for the, those uh, <laughs> those gangbangers. Their entertainment. It was their entertainment. Yeah, they had a lot of fun times. There were the jets. They were cracking they up. At me. <laughs> Uh, all right, that's it. That's the end of the game. Thanks for playing, Game Boy. Oh, good <laughs> to be here. Uh, if you have your own questions, your own theme song submissions, please send them all down to ifiwereyoushow at gmail.com. Com? Calm. Dot com. My Nissan Cube was towed. What? It was towed. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that, Game oh. Boy. <laughs> Do you need the number to a tow truck company or... You're no need. <laughs> the insurance ran out. I can't get it back. Oh! <laughs> Sorry to hear that, too. Do you want something to eat? No! <laughs> All right. <laughs> I have a tapeworm. I can't keep food down. Oh! <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is a depressing, Game Boy. Uh, opening theme song was written by Nick Carter. This closing one is actually a Blink-182 cover by Colton. Hell yeah! So what song? Stick around for that. I'm actually not sure. But, I'll know. Uh, You'll know. Uh, And we'll be back next week. Thanks so much for listening. Ta-da. Bye-bye. Later. If I were you, I'd write Jake and Amir. If I were you, I'd write Jake and Amir. If I were you, I'd write Jake and Amir. If I were you, I'd write Jake and Amir. That was a headgum podcast.